0: Welcome to Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. The good doctor is off today. I'm Sharon Reed filling in and our special guest co-host is Max Burns, TYT contributor, Rebel HQ. It's our first time together, Um, hopefully I won't offend you (laughs) in any way. I'm gonna try to just keep it it going, just keep this train going. Max, if you'll just ride along and offer your insightful commentary. I think we're, we're gonna be great. It's gonna be a great show, I'm determined that it's gonna be great. Um, but we're gonna begin here, I rhetorically was just kind of asking, who who is the darkest politician we know today? It's it's no contest, okay, you're the leader, Greg Abbott down in Texas. Um, let's tell you about his latest move, um, it's a doozy, another one. He sent migrants into Los Angeles on a bus, amid Storm Hillary because that seemed like a good time to do it to the good governor of Texas. Texas has shipped out the latest busload of migrants who had crossed the border from Mexico, this time sending them into Los Angeles. As LA was struggling to keep residents safe from tropical storm Hillary. More details for you. Busload of 37 migrants left the border city of Brownsville at 5 p.m. On Sunday, that was just as Southern California. Much of the surrounding area was in a state of emergency, according to a coalition of advocacy groups that received them. They arrived around 6.30 p.m. Monday, largest group of people on the bus. They were from Venezuela with the rest from Guatemala. Welcome to America, Mexico, Belize, Honduras, Ecuador also on board and in the group were 15 children, including a three week old baby. Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass made a statement on X about the incident. She did not mince words this evening. Los Angeles received another bus from Texas. That means that while we were urging Angelenos to stay safe, the governor of Texas was sending a bus with families and toddlers straight towards us. knowing. They'd have to drive right into an unprecedented storm. She ends it with one word, fitting, evil. Andrew Mahalras, a spokesman for Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, said to the New York Times quote Instead of complaining about Texas, providing much needed relief to our overrun and overwhelmed border communities, Mayor Bass needs to call on President Biden to step up and do his job to secure the border. Something He continues failing to do, okay? I see why you got the job. Confirming the dispatch of the migrant bus, Andrew Mahalaris said in an email on Tuesday afternoon that the bus had been rerouted out of an abundance of caution. And took a cautious path to Los Angeles to keep all on board safe. Said the migrants had chosen to go to Los Angeles and repeated the governor's call for tougher border enforcement. Mr. Mahalaris said migrants had chosen to go to L.A. And repeated the governor's call for tougher border enforcement. Again, the New York Times with the quote there. So I get it, the governor of Texas is actually in favor of doing what these new arrivals to the United States asked for. They said, you know what? Even though this nasty storm is headed squarely for L.A., we want to go there. That's exactly where we want to go. We want to go right now. That's what he wants us to believe, maybe. However, it's unclear which route the bus took to make the 1600 mile journey from Brownsville to Los Angeles. Most common routes would have taken it through San Diego, which was pummeled by wind and rain on Sunday. Or along Interstate 10 through Palm Springs, one of the worst hit areas, which was briefly shut down on Monday for emergency operations. Monday's arrivals are the ninth busload of people to be sent to the city since June. Most have said they have friends and relatives in Southern California, according to the advocacy groups that help them find housing and legal services. Texas and Florida have sent migrants by the thousands to mostly Democratic cities and towns by bus. And on occasion by plane, who paid for that? Including Denver, Martha's Vineyard, New York City, and Washington. Meanwhile, in Maui, still hard hit and going through it, folks, they really are. FBI says the list of those who remain unaccounted for following the Lahana wildfire stands between 1,000 to 1,100 two weeks after flames tore through the town. And the county will soon release the names of the missing in hopes of finding some alive as communication is still not good. Family is still desperate to reconnect, holding out hope that there will be a reunion that is successful. Um, Max, I wanna start with Mr. Abbott and what he did here because it seems from the weather reporting that this bus could have ended up in peril. We could have lost a bus load of people at his hands. Why won't
1: he even pause this? Forget about stopping this. What kind of person can't even pause this? Well, there is just clearly no compassion in this man. Governor Abbott's a guy who went to church on Sunday and took his communion, knowing that he was about to send a busload of marginalized families and children into a hurricane. I mean, there's a reason why in poll after poll, the more Americans learn about how Republicans are treating migrants, the more they're disgusted by it as well they should be. I mean, this has nothing to do with solving the immigration crisis. This has nothing to do with rehousing migrants. It's all a test of just how inhumane the governor can behave towards these marginalized people. And the sad answer is he's clearly able to get away with quite a lot. Yeah,
0: he is. And, you know, I have this thing where I want to try to dig deeper and explain it away, if you will. I think that this is proof positive that this governor does not see people who don't look like him as human. What's good for the governor? What's good for his, his family? Doesn't matter when it comes to other people. I look at the accident that put him in a wheelchair all those years ago. The governor was jogging, a tree fell, he sued. And among the things he sued for Max was pain and suffering, loss of use, (laughs) mental anguish, I believe. And he won. To date, more than perhaps $9 million, and good for him. He promptly got into office. And guess what he did? He turned around and he said, You know what? Maybe you shouldn't be allowed to get, we should cap it for you. We should cap it for you. Can we look at this latest move and all the ones that predated it as proof positive that he does not see brown people, Latinas, black people, as people who are worthy of? perhaps even breath.
1: Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, the governor clearly sees himself as elected to represent white Texas and to keep these people that he calls invaders from challenging conservative power. I mean, it shows you where the Republican Party in Texas is that they're celebrating this because they say at least unlike Ron DeSantis, Governor Abbott didn't legally kidnap these people to send them into a hurricane. He just sort of tricked them into going into a hurricane. I mean, that says all you need to know for a party that used to talk about compassionate conservatism.
0: Has the president of the United States done enough? He does step before the microphone. He and the Department of Justice, you know, suing the state of Texas and Abbott. Get those buoys, the barbed wire, get it out of there. People have died, it's not humane. But to me, correct me if I'm wrong, this president does not seem to take Abbott on directly. Call him on the phone, have a difficult, uncomfortable, nasty even conversation. I don't know that that would help, but it would send a signal that I'm not going away
1: and you're gonna face this. Am I wrong? No, I think that's right. I mean, I think Biden, the Biden administration is certainly nervous about this issue because it's one where he doesn't poll really strongly. And they take that to mean that it's not a popular issue with voters. What it really means is people don't feel he's done enough. And that engaging the governor directly is part of using the power of that office to do good for the American people and for people who come to this country. I think of Lyndon Johnson, how he would call up governors in the south and basically threaten them about integration and that got the job done. It wasn't popular at the time, but it was the morally just thing to do. And we need that kind of moral leadership right now. We do and I I would button it and say this, you're,
0: you're exactly right about President Johnson. Others who took a tougher stance. I don't, this is not a time to do the polling and figure out and study. This is a time whether you have the authority or not. Maybe maybe the courts will beat you back. Get down there and remove it. Send in whoever you have to do. We're removing everything and we're taking over right here. Again, maybe they'd be sent packing, or maybe it would send a message. Bring it on and you will see consequences. It's just my thought. Black children. They're going to an assembly, not to see a movie or see any kind of presentation, but to be chastised about bringing down the average, if you will. Florida school has black only assembly to chastise the students. This reporting is per WESH, Channel 2 News, parents of black students in the fourth and fifth grades at Bunnell Elementary in Flagler County, Florida, they're outraged. And they say their children were targeted, absolutely targeted for underperforming on standardized test. Only black students, whether low scoring or not, were called into an assembly Friday. Two races were divided, white and black said a Bunnell Elementary School parent who did not want to be identified. You left the white children to continue their education. Black children had to go out to be talked about. The consequences of not being successful, she said. Now, the students were presented with this PowerPoint. The district shared with West 2. One slide is called The Problem. African Americans have underperformed on standardized assessment for the last past three years. Only 32% are at level three or higher. Well, let's pause right there. I would think a slide like that and being talked to in this manner would make students feel uncomfortable, especially when you put it in the context of you know, history. The historical context, you don't perform well, how embarrassing. I thought Florida had rules against making children feel
1: uncomfortable. Max, what say you? Well, I'm just stunned that this happened at all. I mean, the minute an administrator said, let's divide this class up into black kids and white kids, some adult should have stood up and said, wait, this doesn't sound right. And what's more, I mean, if you're gonna lecture these kids on educational attainment, your PowerPoint shouldn't have spelling errors in it. <laughs> right? This this really is the the definition of setting black students up to fail. Because the white students got to continue in class, While the black kids were taken out of the classes that the teachers are telling them they should be in to hear about how bad they were. I mean, whoever thought this up should be fired for being an idiot in addition to being racist. Yeah, and let's put the PowerPoint back up, see if you can spot
0: some things if you will. And we should also mention this, are black students the problem? Are you not educating your students properly? Okay, if you want to just do a broad brush, who's really failed, whom here? Uh, That would be my question. The anonymous parent recalled what her daughter in fifth grade told her. Here comes, oh, look at your treat. They want our grades to be higher. And if we get a higher grade, then we will be rewarded with McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, the mom said. Because that's all it takes, a little bit of fast food to bribe a black kid to do better, study more. Okay, you're bringing down the average. In addition, the parent and others we spoke to off camera, said staff running the assembly made these alarming comments to the children. If they're not successful when they are older, they could end up being killed or go to jail, she said. Again, how uncomfortable for students, okay? We don't want people feeling uncomfortable, do we? The slide should be banned in Florida. The parents say they were not told anything about the plan to single out students of color as though they and only they are what's bringing the school down. The Mother we spoke to on camera says her daughter scored four and five. <clears throat> Excuse me, on recent assessments, it became racial for me when they included, pardon me, racism, discrimination makes my throat dry. It really does, it keeps happening because we're talking about it so much, okay? I have to keep extra beverages now on standby because it just my throat. I can't continue, I can't continue to spit out this this nonsense, not allergies, it's racism. Okay, so that mother said, listen, this became racial when they included And boxed all of the black children together, no matter if they were below average, average or above average, the mother said. So basically you're all responsible. If you're black, tan, whatever, you you better deal with this, okay? Because you're messing up the white kids and their overall achievements and scores in this school. We want you to knock it off. We'll give you some cheeseburgers and some Chick-fil-A. She says several of the high performing black students, including her child, were called out. She felt embarrassed because she had to go on stage. She had to go on stage and make it seem like she was better than them. The student's mother said. School District Interim Superintendent LaShakia Moore released a statement that said in part while there was no malice intended, How this so called outreach was done does not meet expectations and that there are more appropriate ways to affect change. You think Ms. Moore, Superintendent Moore, really? Is she going to try to get the job permanently? Moore said that in the future parents will be made aware of any efforts to raise student achievement. She also said the district continues to investigate this particular issue. Moore stated, we had the opportunity to sit down with Bunnell Elementary Principal Donnell Emerson following the assembly. We've been able to talk about what led to this assembly and steps that were or were not taken before or after it. Okay, I want you to just go ahead Max because this is, is not only is my throat. It's now my head It's just. Nobody flagged this, nobody said it's not such a good idea. Nobody said, let's just be ignorant and include all the kids cuz they're getting on my nerves
1: here with their low scores. They said, let's just get the black kids, your turn. And the idea that this isn't malicious, how is it not? The entire process was malicious. I mean, you're bringing in black kids and implying outright saying that they don't want to succeed, that this is a problem of their their laziness in studying. And they don't need fast food. If you want better test scores, you need a state that doesn't defund public education. Mm. You need a state willing to pay teachers who are good and who wanna be there. You need a state that actually cares about educational outcomes for the entire student body this could not make clearer that this this is the expectations are entirely different and then on top of that to take out several of the black students point at them and say well these are some of the good ones i mean you couldn't write something more cartoonishly racist if you tried and yet there's no malice in that it's it's unbelievably stupid to say i bet you clarence thomas If he were writing something, he could
0: come up with something. I think he could do it quite easily. Okay. He and one of his buddies in the robe, you know which one. I think they could come up with something even more ignorant. But this is pretty bad about the statement the superintendent, the interim superintendent, the smiling, I guess it's the principal, whatever. Um, Nobody's fired. She doesn't, it's such a mealy mouth, let me, you know, split the baby here statement. It's, Yo, these people were very ignorant. Let's get them out of there until we can figure out something better. Like maybe the kids could teach themselves if this is the alternative. I'll give you the last word.
1: I think it, it says all you need to say that instead lecturing students on how they need to be in class by taking them out of class. I mean, it shows you that the administration here is the problem, not the students. They clearly do not understand how to prioritize their own problems. Wow. Every student should have one of those little, those little flashlight thingies. Sometimes they come in
0: a pen and just put the, the spotlights on you right back at you. Okay, what about you people? It's uh, despicable. Again, we don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable in the classroom. So this should be permanently banned, not the books. This kind of tactic should be banned. I'm Sharon Reading for Dr. Rashad. Richie, this is indisputable. Very proud to have our special guest co-host Max Burns with us today. TYT contributor and rebel HQ extraordinaire. Admit it, Max, Clarence Thomas, come on now. He could have come up with something like this even worse,
1: don't you think? Oh, I'm sure he thinks that this is just great. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this finds its way into a Supreme Court opinion next week. Depends on if
0: he's on a super yacht with the interim superintendent and company, and then we'll see.
2: What are you what are you photographing boys?
0: Did he express to you? We're in the
3: middle of taking audio and video. So we're not interested in having a conversation right now. Is that okay with you?
4: No, it's not okay with me. It's
3: not okay with you that I'm not interested in having a conversation with you? You're gonna force me to? You better take that mask off, a little oxygen into the brain there, I don't know what's going on. You feeling okay? Whoa, what the fuck? what are you, out of your f-ing mind, lady? Yeah, I'm out of my f-ing you gonna mind. Do? What am I going to do? you going to hit me with your car? Are you out of your mind? Are you serious? Do you have any idea? That you can't sit there and take photos
2: on federal property. Why don't you go call the cops?
3: Giving- Why don't you go call the cops and I'll show them the video of you trying to hit me with your car and we'll get you arrested. How about that, smart ass? How about that? Back away from me. I'm Back telling away you right now, you? stop walking up to me. Back away from you? Yes.
4: Get in your car. Back
3: away from me. Get in your car. Listen to him and get, get in your, your car home. and go home.
4: What they're doing is constitutionally protected. Get in your car and leave. I almost saw you hit him with your car. I don't take orders from schmoes like you, boy.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to take orders from you and answer your stupid questions. Get in your car and get out of here.
4: You cannot photograph
3: people. I'm doing it right now. What are you going to do about it?
2: Public.
0: Rabbit. This is a rabbit, Karen. Okay. She's lost it over a man filming, not photographing Karen outside a post office. You ever watch 90 Day Fiance? She's like, it's not a match. And the other person's kind of told, look, I don't see us together. And they say early on, and yet you want to know why and you're not leaving the date you were promised a free grilled cheese sandwich. You have to sometimes move on, none of your business. And sure, he wasn't very patient with her. He didn't have to be, it's not her business, okay, rabid. She didn't need oxygen to the brain, might be too late though. Damage already done. We'll show you what happened next. I'll do about it,
3: stupid mistake, lady. You don't assault people out in public, bad move. You gonna stick around and be a witness, buddy? Yeah, no problem. Awesome, appreciate you. We got witnesses, lady. If I was you, I'd get in your car and go home before you dig yourself. I'm going to have you arrested for trying to hit me with your car. So if I was you, I would just leave. I'm going to give you that chance because I'm not going to call the cops on you. You want to call them? I welcome you to. How are know doing, Sarge?
4: Sergeant Petterly. Yes, sir. Just for the paramedics, what was sprayed? I, I'm not going to get into the specifics just so they know what no it worries. is. Do you mind? Can I take Absolutely, a
3: look? Yes, sir.
1: Okay. Okay, I'm just going to snap a picture of this so I can sure. butt this. It's
0: them just OC, it there's no mace or yep. anything in it. It's anti Karen raid, they sell it across all retail stores online as well, okay? Get yourself a six pack, she got too close, she wouldn't leave. There's something going on up here or not much, minding everyone's business. Her country probably misstated the law too, okay? But again, he doesn't have to answer her questions here. Both parties we should tell you were questioned Max. By police, the officers offered the man the option to press charges against this rabid Karen, okay? I don't know why you wouldn't, she's a danger and a menace to society. That's how I see it, maybe you have a different take.
1: Now, Is it sad that my first thought in watching this was, well, at least she's not in blackface like mm. so many of them seem to be. <laughs> but it, it does show you that it, it's always people, these Karens interrupting people who were just trying to do their jobs. Like These are clearly professional videographers, they understand the process, they understand where you can film as do total strangers. And then she tries to run them down with a car. I mean, this escalates so quickly and sadly, it's just become so common That we forget for a minute how crazy that really is and how badly that could have ended. Yeah, and it's the sense of entitlement.
0: I once was taking a flight from Atlanta to Los Angeles. I had a lot of work to do. I was behind on that work and I had my computer whipped out. And nearly at the beginning, wheels up, you can take out your electronics. There was a a drunk guy next to me who kind of like brushed my thigh, which already ticked me off. And he proceeded to want to have a conversation with me. Most people are afraid to be uncomfortable, I'm not. And I said, I don't really wanna talk to you, okay? I'm here to do my work and ride to Los Angeles on this plane for a few hours. So don't talk to me. And we proceeded to sit right next to each other, okay? Mr. Thigh Rubber and I, and I was fine. Most people are first stunned. Did it amaze you that this gentleman who was on the receiving end of this rabid Post Office Karen instantly sprang into action and said, get out of here, mind your own business.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the general rule is don't engage the Karens yeah. and, and don't, don't put your hands in the enclosure. But this guy knew what he was doing. I mean, he it shows you the importance of knowing your rights first and foremost and being able to express them clearly. But it also shows you the one thing these people hate the most is being ignored. Just the simple act of not wanting to talk to her led to a vehicular assault. I mean, that's, that's nuts. I'm telling you, watch
0: 90 Day Fiance, because they're on there too. And they wonder why they're single. This is why, okay? We're just not a match. You have to stop now. But like you said, most Karens, male Karens too, you're not. You're gonna talk to me. And you're gonna listen to me and you're gonna show me your paperwork and all that too. It's just amazing. But they are multiplying again, they, they are dangerous in many ways. She should have been charged with attempted murder here. I saw what she did with that vehicle and so did he. Okay, He just wanted to continue his job. Even this attempt at murder, he just wanted her to go away. But she wanted to be seen, she wanted to engage. It's just stunning to me, okay, stunning.
4: What's up guys, this is a big day because as of right now, Fire Festival two tickets are officially on sale. It has been the absolute wildest journey to get here. And it really all started during the seventh month stint in solitary confinement. I wrote out this 50 page plan of how it would take this overall interest and demand in fire, and how it would take my ability to bring people from around the world together to make the impossible happen, but how it would find the best partners in the world to allow me to be me, while executing FIRE's vision to the highest level. In my first year, I partnered with one of the biggest and best TV companies in the world to produce a documentary called After the Fire. I've also worked with one of the biggest production companies to sign a deal to produce FIRE Festival, the Broadway musical. And finally, today, we're announcing FIRE Festival 2. We spoke to people as far away as the Middle East and South America, and ultimately, we decided that FIRE Festival 2 is coming back to the Caribbean. We are targeting FIRE Festival 2 for the end of next year, in the meantime, we'll be doing pop ups and events across the world. Guys, this is your chance to get in. This is everything I've been working towards, let's go.
0: Single space, 50 pages or what? This document that he claims he produced in solitary confinement. I don't know, but cheese sandwiches in the hot Caribbean sun back on the menu, apparently, because convicted fraudster Billy McFarlane has sold out the first 100 tickets to Fire Festival 2. For Jezebel, let's give you the details. What's changed about the event that wasn't that left roughly well, 5,000 people stranded in the Bahamas, inspired two documentaries, forced McFarland into solitary confinement, and got him banned as a fugitive by the Bahamian government. Well, there's no mention of Ja Rule Blink-182 or swimming with pigs this time around. But some immediate things, Ashcraft flags are. Love that he had seven months of solitary confinement and 50 pages worth of notes to come up with the genius plan of doing the exact same thing he did in 2017. He's never been a planner. In those seven months plus the year and a half, he's been out of prison. He's been unable to attach any talent, nor find a location for the festival. Video is laughably lower quality than the infamous original one starring Kendall Jenner, Bella Hadid, Haley Baldwin, and Emily Rakowski. Good luck getting people without hot models, Billy. They are the cornerstone stone, rather, of all fraudulent. Activities. Now let's move on to the website where one might expect to gather slightly more information about the December 2024 festival. However, the small text states the date is subject to change. And there's definitely a guarantee that it absolutely will, okay? This is the stuff, are you really even contemplating this? Are you really thinking about spending any amount of money on this abort? All that's currently available on the site is the ability to buy tickets. As mentioned, the first 100 have sold out, but at some future date, you can buy the next round of 400 for $799. This is, wow, it's textbook following 100 for $1,199 and so on until the last batch of pre-sales, which is gonna cost you $7,999. You better get it fast, folks, or don't scant language promises VIP access and events, experiences and community which surely are capitalized because they are very real. As for the temporary location, potential festival goers are directed to the Caribbean Sea. Though it's worth pointing out that the Deputy Prime Minister of the Bahamas, Chester Cooper released a statement last fall that the country does not endorse or approve any event in the Bahamas associated with McFarlane. And should anyone know his whereabouts to contact the Royal Bahamas police force. So it definitely isn't happening there and it probably won't happen in Cuba either. Okay, because that's what it says on my notes. It's not gonna go down in Cuba either, Max. Reaction to this and really just the, just the brazenness of it.
1: We're in the presence of history here. I mean, Nelson Mandela wrote conversations with myself in prison. Dr. King wrote letter from a Birmingham jail and Billy McFarland just wrote a 50 page guide on how to go right back to prison. I mean, he's literally changed nothing about this. It should be a red flag that the only thing functional on the website is the button that gives Billy McFarland your money. And if people haven't learned by now, I mean, that's on them though I do suspect That this is going to be mostly journalists buying tickets so they can go cover this disaster. And that's, I mean, that'll be great for the media industry, but about nobody else.
0: Yeah, and there won't be much to cover. Okay. So they really just want a free vacation, too. But there's been cutbacks with media organizations, I can tell you that. Big time cutbacks. What do you think about this? It's really a primitive tactic, this FOMO approach that he's doing here. And right now you pay this, then it's gonna double, that's gonna triple. And then you're gonna pay like 8,000 bucks for nada.
1: Yeah, I mean, this, and it works for a certain number of people. But that that phrase subject to change is doing a lot of heavy lifting, especially with Billy McFarlane. I mean, that should be the title of his musical, which I will definitely go see. Even though there's a 50-50 chance you show up and nothing is done yet.
0: What do you think his next move will be? Because this is not, as you said, there's nothing original in it. He's gotta pivot at some point if he can stay a fugitive to earn money, earn his keep, cuz we know he's not gonna go straight.
1: Yeah, I mean, the next natural step is for him to claim and found his own micro nation in the sea and then start it there. Because basically every government in the Caribbean has a jail on site order for this grifter. Well, it's true, it's true. SpongeBob's not even gonna join that
0: one either, okay? Even Spongebob knows that this guy is no good, and it's all fake news. We have new video, a raid of a 98-year-old newspaper owner's home. Why such an extraordinary step by law enforcement? Why would they do this? Let's remind you of some things and show you that brand new video.
4: right? Yes.
2: Oh, don't room. you touch any of that stuff! Ma'am. You're your this is my house! I know. Ma'am.
3: You We'll be out of here pretty quick. Get them you of here. They're here. you can not
2: out of you can not do it you can you 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 are another. You. Police chief. You're the chief. Oh, God. Get out of my house. You're pet Get out. Stand outside. Where, you can stand outside that door and still see me. Well, I don't want you in my house. I don't want you if you yeah,
0: do not take care of wall. She's right. Probably shouldn't be in the town either. You're the chief? 98 years old. And this is what we're doing, let's talk about the motivation, we'll get to that. But let's remind you of the raid on the Marion County Records offices too. There they are, what are they looking for? Personal items, <laughs> work issued phones, well they're just taking it all. These guys don't look very professional, okay? but. I guess if that's what we want to do here. Um, But you see them methodically going through, who signed the warrant, who did this? Yeah, we're gonna get to all that, doesn't make any sense. Gotta kinda dig and dig and kinda look under the hood a little bit and see what's going on in small town. That new video surfaced showing the harrowing home raid of 98 year old Marion County record co-owner Joan Meyer, which allegedly contributed to her death. She died just 24 hours later. He saw how angry she was in the footage, get out of my home. She was right, it's a disgrace. Gideon Cody, every officer in the Marion Police Department stormed into the Marion County Records offices Friday with a search warrant. They see his computers and servers. They raided the home of the editor and publisher Eric Meyer and his 98 year old mother Joan. Again, the paper's co-owner. This is from the New York Post. So this is a national headlines. You really stepped in it, didn't you, huh boys? She died the following day of shock and grief, Meyer said. Stressed and unable to sleep when police seized her computer and smart speaker, as well as her son's cell phone and even his router. He had answered the door thinking it was her meals on wheels delivery. At the start of the video, Visibly upset Meyer asked her Alexa smart speaker to call her son. His phone can be heard ringing in the background, but it's not answered as it had already been seized by police, the paper reported. So what's the origin of the raid? Well, we we got the answer for you. It started with a disgruntled restaurant owner who feared the record would expose information that could have affected her getting a liquor license. Is it me or does she look a little like Faye Dunaway? You ever see the movie, Mommy Dearest? Everyone has seen it. I, it's what she looks like to me, but there I go, getting off track again. So there's this, she was upset, okay? Again, she's seeking that liquor license for her restaurant. She didn't care for the reporter who used a public state database to confirm she lost her driver's license over a DUI. Swear, only thing missing is the cigarette <laughs> because the movie star always had the cigarette going. The record was allegedly in possession of leaked documents that could have gotten Newell's liquor license revoked, including evidence that the restaurateur had been convicted of drunk driving and continued to operate a vehicle without a license. Paper, however, chose not to report the story. Instead, for some reason, they notified police. Believing the records, it was given by source may have been unlawfully obtained. So what did the police do? What was the response to that? Well, the search warrant against the record identifies two papers, two pages rather worth of items that law enforcement officers were allowed to take. Including, as we said, computer software, hardware, digital communications, cellular network servers, hard drives, items with passwords, utility records and all documents and records pertaining to Newell. Must be a powerful lady. The warrant specifically targeted ownership of computers capable of being used to participate in the identity theft of Carrie Newell. Marion Police Chief Gideon Cody was also under investigation by the Marion County record over sexual misconduct claims at the time. Seized reporters, computers, cell phones and other documents. Do you smell what's cooking here? Eric Meyer told, the handbasket substack that his outlet had been contacted by Cody's former colleagues about the claims of sexual misconduct. But that the six plus anonymous sources ultimately never went on the record. And reporters could not obtain Cody's personnel file. Not one that didn't run, huh? Well, Cody sought the search warrant to find evidence of computer crimes and identity theft after the complaint by Newell. Eric Meyer, distraught by the loss of his mother says, He will not be intimidated when asked about running the story. An officer Gideon Cody, here's what he has to say, okay? That's going to change in a few minutes. I've got the story sitting on my desk. As soon as I'm off the phone with you, I'm going to edit and we're gonna post it. It's gonna say we told the city about his problems in Kansas City and they didn't listen. The lead is Cody has a shiny exterior. But when you dig deeper, it's not pretty. Slate with the details here. So now the Marion Record is going a little tabloid here. It kind of sounds like the Post, okay, Daily News, and I don't blame them. Said so it's going to change. That's first step. We don't have a name source, but we have more than six sources for this information. To be honest, we probably should have run this before, but we wanted to do things the way they do them around here. To be careful, to be gentle. To run it by everyone and give council a chance to take action. But now we're running it. Meyer said he is determined to get the paper out, adding we will produce a newspaper. Our deadline is midnight Tuesday. He added that other newspapers have rallied to help. We have had people offering to get in their cars from Texas and offer to drive their computers to us. It's What's in the computer? That's the problem, and we're going to get that," he said. The Joplin Globe providing extra details. Max, this is just a nasty cesspool of an individual entitlement and thumbing, you know, at the law. I thought you you wanted the law upheld. This is about personal ambition, and I can do what I want because I wear a badge. And I'm sure there's other things you could fill in, but it's disgusting now.
1: Yeah, and this is why we have a First Amendment. I mean, Joan Meyer is a patriot and in my opinion she died defending the First Amendment from police who didn't want the truth to be told. From business interests in her community who put themselves ahead of the truth. And we've seen this national response come forward in defense of this. And the fact that they are still publishing is a reminder that you do not make enemies with people who buy ink by the barrel. Because they will protect their rights and these people should be cheered. I mean, this is one of the core fundamental freedoms in our country, the freedom of the press to report the truth. And if police are going to use their police power to repress that right, they deserve to have their faces portrayed on every single newspaper in this country. And we didn't get every one, but it's close. Yeah,
0: and here's what I would like to see, listen, Mr. Meyer talks about getting support from other papers, members of the media. I don't think it's big enough. A lot of people are covering this, it's salacious. But I'd like to see all members of the media stand up and just scream it from the mountaintop how dangerous this is. And I'd also like to see the public understand. I understand a lot of people hate the media, thanks Don and some other people. But they need to understand why, why we're here now. And it doesn't seem like there's enough outrage about what was done here. Media shapes minds, it reinforces stereotypes sometimes. It can bark back at the establishment, it can correct wrongs and lies. How come people aren't more outraged?
1: Well, I think there really is a sense of complacency here. I mean, we rarely see outrages this clear. And this was not just wrong, it was illegal and you don't need to take my word for it. The judge who issued that warrant invalidated it as having been obtained under false pretenses. I mean, this is definitionally what a police state does. And we either have a first amendment protecting the press or we don't. And for now, at least it seems that since they've been caught, this is is the First Amendment is standing up. But my worry is what happens to another paper where this happens, where there isn't an outlet they can go to, where there isn't something that they can do. And we know that this is not an isolated incident. Police hate nothing more than accountability and transparency. And we need to be supporting in law protections for newspapers like this beyond the First Amendment. They're already hurting.
0: Print media is already hurting. Funds are dwindling and yet there are papers, there are establishments who are persevering, okay? I guess my only other thing would be, is there a way for us to indict Donald Trump for this too? There this may question. not be, but
1: there's certainly gonna be a police chief facing some potential criminal liability here. Make sure you get a perp walk. I'd like to see the perp walk cuz isn't that their specialty? It would be nice to see a
2: perp wall. Uh, we'll move on,
0: 100 plus, NYPD cops identified as a potential problem. My first thought is only 100. Just 100? Okay. New York Police Department program designed to identify police officers likely to break departmental rules has red flagged more than 100 cops for a second time, raising concerns that efforts to rein in potential problematic officers are ineffective. Think? You think? Since it began August 2020, the NYPD's early intervention program aimed at curbing bad police practices without disciplining officers. Has investigated the service records of 1,494 cops, New York Daily News with the details. During the first three months of this year, 362 officers became part of that tally after raising eyebrows in the department for having multiple civilian complaints or other issues. Of those 362 officers flagged from January to March of 2023, total of 106 of them, 29%, let's call it a third, went on to be flagged again between April and June. The data shows so many officers were flagged twice in the first six months of 2023. It's a, well, most alarming revelation that from Christopher Dunn, legal director of the New York Civil Liberties Union. That is a clear indicator. The early intervention program is failing to curb misconduct. Dunn said of the data presented in the program's most recent report. The early intervention program aims to make sure officers comply with the law. As they enforce the law by taking a close look at those who face such problems as accusations of bias or having within a 12 month period at least three arrests that borough district attorneys declined to prosecute. Other red flags that might signal officers are Possible candidates for future rule breaking include involvement in vehicle pursuits, having their courtroom testimony deemed non credible by judges. A judicial ruling in which criminal evidence they presented is suppressed. Allegations of multiple abuses of force. 1494 reviews resulted in 280 interventions, including 55 in the first three months of 2023. Under the program interventions can include Retraining enhanced supervisor or a change in assignment. Interventions are seen as a way to correct wrongdoings without disciplining the officers. Let's talk about the critics of this. Can I raise my hand and be one too? Critics of the intervention program's effectiveness are also concerned that 265 cops were scrutinized in the first three months of 2023 because they had at least three arrests in a 12 month timeframe that were not prosecuted. NYPD said the number of declined prosecution cases is not as high as it appears, given that the category was not reviewed in the last quarter of 2023. Noted that prosecutorial discretion was the main reason. The spokesman adding that because of a change in policy, many low level offenses are not being prosecuted. that a good thing. And in other corrupt cop related news, already disgraced ex Suffolk County Police Chief James Burke was arrested Tuesday morning for soliciting a sex worker inside Farmingville Park, Long Island. Officials announced Burke, who joined the county police department in 1986, was busted by county police with the Suffolk County District Attorney's Office saying he was charged with public lewdness and exposure of a person. Suffolk County Executive spokeswoman Mary Kate Guilfoyle said he faced charges of soliciting a sex act and criminal solicitation. Two additional possible charges were pending against the ex-lawman. One-time county chief of department pleaded guilty in 2016 after resigning his police position for assaulting a suspect in custody. After the man broke into his department vehicle, he admitted to violating the civil rights of the victim and then orchestrating the cover-up of his crime. 56 year old Burke who was promoted to the high ranking position in 2012 tried to avoid jail by claiming he needed to assist his cancer stricken mom. He was a 31 year veteran of the department. Officials say the new arrest came at 1015 AM with Burke taken into custody at the Suffolk County Vietnam Veterans Memorial Park. Suffolk County Park Rangers placed Burke under arrest. Rangers had been monitoring the site in the wake of complaints about people that they'd been soliciting sex there when Burke allegedly attempted to do so with a plain clothes officer. Burke was sentenced to 46 months in federal prison. It's after his convictions in the December 14, 2012 beating of the Smithtown man, who was handcuffed and in custody at the 4th Precinct in Suffolk County. He faced possible sentence of 20 years at his February 26, 2016 court appearance. Now, prosecutors said at the time of Burke's arrest, they had 11 cooperating officers who witnessed the beatdown. Burke even admitted to beating drug addict Christopher Loeb after the man broke into this department SUV outside his home. Loeb made off with a duffel bag holding a gun belt, ammunition, handcuffs, several sex toys. I don't wanna just glaze over that, Max, I'm boss right there, okay? It doesn't say that a service weapon was in there, but a gun belt was, as were apparently sex toys. I don't know that you should be leaving certain things though in your police vehicles, wouldn't that be a department rule, the sex toys? I, I mean, I guess, well, I don't know, is that, is that up to him? Did they take no position on that? Box of cigars, Loeb reached a $1.5 million federal court settlement with Suffolk County the taxpayers after bringing a lawsuit in the case. Critics also questioned Burke's handling of the Gilgo Beach killings. Okay, the serial killer, this guy, very scary guy. The first three victims discovered in late 2010 on Long Island, not long after he was appointed chief of police in 2011. Burke cut ties with FBI investigators assisting in the probe of the killing spree. But the cases went unsolved until earlier this year when Manhattan architect Rex Hewerman was arrested for the killings. I have just read a lot of details. Just presented a lot of details to you. I don't see. Did you hear one thing good there, Max? Let's start with this this program that is an intervention for NYPD officers without any kind of punishment, and then it goes to this little farce. At least that's my view about retraining. How do you retrain someone not to beat up somebody, not to lie and make up and put a false police report together? Is that about training or character?
1: Usually well, pre-screen thing. Yeah. I mean, as a New Yorker, a hundred problem cops is way under counting it. I mean, I'll run into a hundred problem cops just walking through Harlem. It is not a small group of people. And if you read those actual words in that program, it's it's insane to take it on its own. They say if you violate the civil rights of three different people by arresting them for nothing, and if you lie to a judge three times, then you'll be referred to a program where the punishment is nothing. And they're wondering why it doesn't work. I mean, and it doesn't work because quite honestly, we have a mayor of New York, a former police officer himself, who is actively defending the NYPD, who's saying, You shouldn't have your hands tied in how you deal with things. That we should get the Civilian Complaint Review Board off your back. That you should have less accountability. And then we're surprised when the people who are committing some of the most grievous violations in the city are police officers. I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all that the Suffolk County Sheriff has done this. He's been known for quite a while to be someone with no regard for the law. And it took an entire department to bring him to accountability. I mean, and now the mayor's made it even harder. Yeah, because there's something about putting on that
0: uniform, okay? And think about it, if these cooperating witnesses finally did something, his conduct had to be far worse than what I just disseminated, okay? It was probably unconscionable. This is bad, it's what we don't know, right? And you're right about, Mayor Adams, who I always thought SNL in the beginning, maybe in the beginning was a little unfair. Now bring on this, this sketch comedy, will you? More skits, please. This is a guy who said I was beaten so severely you know, in my youth. I wanted to become a cop to clean this up. And then he, he sold us this, remember that crowded race where, I don't know, maybe he got two votes and everybody else got a half and he became the mayor. And now look what he's doing. But let's, let's button it with this, the serial killer sex crimes and then murder, okay? He was on Craigslist and other places looking for sex and he targeted certain women and the accusation is he then killed them. Why would this chief kind of just, I mean, I have a thought as to why the investigation stalled. And he didn't want the FBI nosing around in his business. Maybe because the chief who, um, I mean, He's been caught looking for sex in the wrong
1: places, perhaps exploiting people. I just see that that could have been a link, I'll give you the last word. Yeah, I mean, this is a notorious situation here in the city. And one of the reasons that this sheriff cut off relations with the FBI was because they publicly suspected that it may have been a former police officer and he didn't want them poking around the department. It tells you a lot that 10 years later this new sheriff, cooperates with the FBI and finds this serial killer within a year. I mean this could have been wrapped up long ago and it's a real shame for the citizens in that community that they had such a bad law enforcement at the head.
0: And somebody at least we know might still be alive.
1: Yeah.
0: Self-preservation, protecting the blue, I don't know, not wanting your sex toys to be found. That's really why he beat the guy up because the guy had a hold him the double bag and that had Toys in it. That's again, disclaimer. I don't have any proof of that. That's what I that's what I think. It's my gut. Okay. It was about the sex toys. Were the sex toys in a holster? (laughs) Who knows? Okay. Because I do think this is a kinky guy. This went on for how long? He's a very kinky guy. And there's nothing wrong with being kinky. It's just when you kind of flip the script and you're corrupting and you're in a position of power and you're using it in illegal ways. Be as kinky as you want to be, okay? Just not in your cruiser and not on the taxpayer dime. Rudy Giuliani set to meet with Fannie Willis in Georgia. Meet, I mean, it's not a date, son. You're about to find out.
2: Watch. Well, I'm going to Georgia and I'm feeling very, very good about it because I feel like I'm defending the rights of all Americans. As I did so many times as a United States attorney, people, <laughs> people like to say I'm different. I'm the same Rudy Giuliani that took down the mafia, that made New York City the safest city in America, reduced crime more than any mayor in the history of any city, anywhere. And I'm fighting for justice. I have been from the first moment, I represented Donald Trump, an innocent man, who has now been proven innocent several times. I don't know how many times he has to be proven innocent. And they have to be proven to be liars, actually enemies of our republic who are destroying rights, sacred rights. They're destroying my right to counsel, my right to be a lawyer. They're destroying his right to counsel. It's not accidental that they've indicted all his lawyers. Never heard of that before. In America, all the lawyers indicted. Now whether you dislike or you like Donald Trump, let me give you a warning. They're gonna come for you. When the political winds shift, as they always do, let us pray that Republicans are more honest, more trustworthy, and more American than these people in charge of this government. Because if our government is conducted this way, and the system of justice is politicized and criminalized for politics, your rights are in jeopardy and your children's. Donald Trump told you this. They weren't just coming for him. Or me. Now they've indicted people. In this case, I don't even know who they are.
0: He knows who Ruby Freeman is and her daughter. Doesn't he know who they are? (laughs) Just tried to destroy their lives. They had to leave their homes because of what Rudy and his friend. It was the lady with the big eyes. Was that Sydney Powell? This is what these people did. Okay, and it's pretty rich that he's talking about his time in New York. knows how it's all about him. I brought down the mob. I took unhoused people off the streets and made New York safer. All about you, huh? Yeah, now you are going to go and face Bonnie Willis as we reported. According to CNN, additional figures in the alleged scheme to overturn the 2020 election results in Georgia. We're in the process of turning themselves in on Wednesday morning and Rudy. Who arrived in Atlanta this afternoon, has indeed officially surrendered. I thought he was broke, Max. If we can look at this picture here in UAN, he's been saying, help me, help me with my bills, Donald Trump. Why would you say loyal to somebody who just left you broke and broken? But I guess, grown man, your choice. Why is he taking a private plane if he's broke when Southwest flies direct?
1: Yeah, this is this is certainly a great case for, for opening your wallets for Rudy Giuliani. Though I'm not surprised he doesn't remember half of these people because he appeared to actually be sober in that video. So there's probably quite a bit he doesn't remember. And I'll tell you though, what really shocks me here is Rudy Giuliani was one of the first lawyers to use uh, racketeering law to take down organized crime. And now he's going to Georgia and he's charged with organized crime. I mean, what a full circle that career has been. And I do want to speak to Sheriff Lebot,
0: Fulton County Jail, which has its problems. We don't like jail, okay? And the way it's misused and just privatized, all kinds of stuff. But the Fulton County Jail has problems. Sheriff Lebot happens to be a good man. I like him. He's got to clean up the jail. But I do want to know more about the booking procedure. And nobody's mentioning strip search. And I don't have a problem with it because we've got to make sure there's no contraband in the jail. They've got enough to deal with there. I have to talk to Sheriff Lebot about that. The remarks ahead of his travel to the Peach State, Giuliani, told CNN he is headed to Fulton County Jail in Atlanta to comply with the law. Giuliani's team scheduled to meet with the district attorney's office Wednesday afternoon to negotiate bond. Once that's in place, Giuliani and his team will need to go to the Fulton County Sheriff's Office to surrender. Let's just let that marinate right there. Surrender. Wednesday morning, Kenneth Cheesebro. Architect of the Trump campaign's fake electors' plot surrendered Fulton County Jail in Atlanta, bringing the total to six of the 19 charged in the scheme to be booked. Unlike other defendants, Giuliani plans to negotiate bond and turn himself in all on the same day, sources told CNN, adding that the former New York mayor wants to complete the process before the arrival of the showman, Donald Trump. Well, Trump who has agreed to a $200,000 bond, other things on the list too. Is expected to travel to Georgia for his surrender Thursday evening. Sources familiar with the plans told CNN. Meanwhile, this morning Trump said he'll proudly be arrested in Georgia. Let's put it up. No, I'm not gonna say it one more time. It's his social network. I'm not gonna use the first word of it because it's just not true. It's not true. Oh, did I just do that? Well, version of it. Nobody has ever fought for election integrity like President Donald J. Trump. For doing so, I will proudly be arrested tomorrow afternoon in Georgia. God bless the United States of America or Russia or Russia, depending on his mood. Yesterday, he had said something about, I'll just be a fugitive, but I'll go to Russia. Okay. Okay, something about gold and a plane, what he said. Well, it's a sprawling criminal case released Monday night. Disgraced lawyer John Eastman and Scott Hall, a bail bondsman and Fulton County Republican poll watcher were first defendants to hand themselves in on Tuesday for their alleged roles in the Georgia 2020 election interference case. Racketeering boys, Eastman was released on a $100,000 bond, according to the Washington Post and Hall was subsequently released. On a $10,000 bond, Trump is expected to face the same conditions, including a mugshot when he hands himself in on Thursday. You however have whiners, who's the whiner, put up the whiner. Oh, There he is, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows asking a federal court to intervene in moving his deadline to surrender. Getty images here. In an emergency motion asking for a judge to protect him. Meadows attorneys quoted a Tuesday morning email from Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis to his lawyer saying she was not granting any extensions for surrender. Your client is no different than any other criminal defendant, Willis wrote. The two weeks was a tremendous courtesy, that from the Daily Beast. I don't know if Fonnie Willis is even five foot two in heels. But she stands tall, she stands tall in some circles today. Another whiner, former DOJ official Jeffrey Clark also asked the judge Tuesday to grant an emergency stay in the case whining that he didn't have enough time to get down to Atlanta to surrender ahead of a Friday deadline. He didn't, he argued that he wanted to avoid the choice of making rush travel arrangements to fly into Atlanta are instead risking being labeled a fugitive. The request is part of larger filing by Clark begging to have his case moved to federal court and ask already made by several other co-defendants, including Meadows. On Tuesday afternoon, the judge said that Willis had until 3 p.m. Wednesday to respond to Clark's filing. Well, what do you say? No, no salad bar in the federal penitentiary for you, there's not gonna be a salad bar. You're going to the Fulton County Jail and your case is gonna remain at the state level and this is Georgia, okay?
1: Your reaction to all of it, Max? Well, these clowns are not ready for Fannie Willis. I mean, there are not that many DAs in the country who have as much experience prosecuting organized crime cases as she does. And what really grates me is Rudy Giuliani saying he's been denied counsel. That's not true. You just haven't found a lawyer in Georgia willing to work with you, and many of the lawyers you work with have been charged with crimes. He could still get a public defender if he wanted. No one's denying him representation. his His gripe is that he can't work with lawyers who actively collaborated with him on a crime. And that's the same for every single defendant in the country. So he, you know, tell it to the judge, buddy, yeah, and Rudy Giuliani, it is fitting, right? Isn't it fitting that
0: Here we go. Racketeering. You like to take credit for it. He made that statement about how it's just ridiculous that, you know, the guy who put away the mob, racketeering. Bonnie Lewis loves, she's in love with Rico. Picture Rico as a young, hot thing. And she's a cougar for Rico. Okay. It's her favorite go to tool. She loves it. When she talks about it, she just seems to get, ugh. You can feel it, okay? And there's gonna be cameras in the courtroom, and there's gonna be a mugshot for Trumpity Trump and his buddies. And it's fitting, isn't it, that it's gonna take this black woman at the state level. Again, I don't like a Rico. I don't want all these people jailed and the key thrown away and all this stuff. But if she's successful, won't be a pardon. Georgia Governor Kemp, who you've already dogged out Trump and company. Roo Roo he can't give you a pardon. You're done. You're done. Last word quickly if you could, Max?
1: Well, I think that you you've really said it all. I mean, these are people who have built their case on a bunch of conspiracies and lies. And none of that's going to be admissible in court. So they better start thinking up some excuse because Fannie Willis has not just brought receipts, she's brought the whole book of receipts on all these people. That the indictment and charging document alone are an amazing read. And I encourage everyone to read all of it.
0: Yeah, it's a big great series, Ava DuVernay. Maybe she'll write the series. I think it'll be a hit, it's gonna be a hit. Viola Davis, I don't know who would play Fannie Willis. Sometimes I even think Mia Long. Neilone's a good actress too. She could play, Madame D.A. We'll see. My biggest complaint is these are people who won't take responsibility for anything. Chikari Richardson sets the record at the world championship. You know the one you tried to kick out of, and you did. You kept her from the Olympics. Her mom had died, and she smoked a little weed. So what? I'm not gonna make her run faster. She could have given up. She could have said, woe is me. She could have said, "How dare you?" and taken a private plane to Georgia. She didn't. And now look. Love it. Love it. Shikari Richardson ran the race of her life on August 21st on the way to cementing her status as the new star of women's American sprinting. Richardson set a world championships record as she won the women's 100 meters final in 10.65 Second, she did it in Budapest, Hungary. Okay, let's just pause there. She is zeroing in on 1049. 1049, Blowjo. she had the nails too and the winning personality, 1049. Look how close Shakari Richardson is to that. Sprinter came from behind to surge past Jamaican runners. Sharika Jackson and Shelly Ann Frazier Price to become the first American woman to win 100 gold in the world championship since the late Tory Bowie in 2017. After her win outlets swarmed to speak with Richardson for an interview. We, we want Chikari, please over here. But a video shows her speaking with a black journalist before walking past a group of other media outlets saying, no thank you. Why would she do that? Well, first watch.
4: <laughs> At
0: least she was polite. She's young, she's on top of the world, she did the work. Listen, I ran track in college, I'm a former sprinter with one tenth of her speed. You don't get there by accident, you don't catch a flyer. She had to have done the work and passed the drug test. She did it. Some 24 hours earlier, the gold medalist had an impressive showing in the qualifying rounds to get into the semifinals. After that dominant race, NBC reporter Lewis Johnson told Richardson, you know the world has been waiting to see what you'll do on this stage. What are your expectations of yourself? Lena Blackstar, black star coloring it in the details for us. Richardson responded, I'm not worried about the world anymore. I've seen the world be my friend. I've seen the world turn on me. At the end of the day, I've always been with me. God has always been with me. So being on this scale now, it's my time, she said. It's always been my time, but now it's my time to actually do it for myself. And the people that felt like me, and the people that look like me, and the people that know the truth about themselves as well, I represent those people. She is speaking. She is wise beyond her years. This woman knows who she is. With her newfound reason for running, Richardson won gold in her first ever world championship just two years after her controversial exclusion from the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. After testing positive for marijuana, Richardson had said she took marijuana after learning about the death of her biological mother. Shakari Richardson now holds the title of the fastest woman in the world. I love her. She has a heart, she has the ability that so many people don't to look at herself. I think she took a look at herself and didn't mince words and didn't make excuses. She's not saying, you know, nobody could say anything about the marijuana. The punishment didn't seem to fit the crime, ok? That's what many people bought. She knows who she is. I think she's to be celebrated, Max.
1: oh, I agree. I mean, good for her. And what's what's so disturbing to me was right after she won, you had people on social media saying that she wasn't humble enough, that she had too much pride in her win. And and my thought is you can lecture Shikari Richardson if you can catch her. That seems fair. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So Karen went home from the post office and got on social media to dog out Shikari Richardson. Is that what happened here? It seems always, like that's
1: like what, they always do.
0: Seems like that's what happened here. Okay. Her decision to say no thanks to the mainstream white media. She did talk to Lewis Johnson. Okay. She went to the black media. And that was a conscious choice. I don't think she was disrespectful, but perhaps other people have a different take. But isn't that her right after going through so much and being judged and had editorials and stories and everything else written about her. And maybe she didn't agree with all of it. Maybe some or much of it wasn't quite true. Wasn't
1: it her right to do that Max? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the media loves you when you're winning, but she also realizes beyond just the moral purpose of that, black media is hurting in America. I mean, a lot of black outlets are closing and she understands the value of being able to say you have the Shakari Richardson exclusive. And she wanted to make sure that went to people who actually supported her and treated her fairly during all of that. I don't blame her at all. Wow, I love the freedom and the
0: freeness with which she's moving, okay? She's the fastest woman in the world today, who knows what tomorrow holds. But she again knows who she is and we look for even greater things from her. Keep going with the tattoos, the nails, whatever your heart desires. You have support, but you have your own relationship and you are going to go the distance, Shakari Richardson. Love her, love her.
1: Max, that's gonna do it for our show. Tell people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at themaxburns and on rebel HQ. Okay, Twitter now known as X.
0: <laughs> be careful people DM you there. Word on the street is that Elon Musk is probably in your DMs, okay? That's just what I heard. It's oh, not fact based. I don't know. That's what I heard. You just wanna be careful. You wanna be careful on X. Thank you for joining us. This is Indisputable. I have the honor of filling in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie today.
2: Please join us again.